think it's called Elevation. Elevation or Levitation. I'm sorry, Steve. It sounds me. like Levitation. That's more of a... <laughs> I don't think he's about elevating minds. He's about getting spirits off the ground. Yeah. Hi, and welcome to Conversations from the Library, a weekly podcast from the Townview Library featuring interviews, book recs, and ideas from the students and staff here on campus. We are so glad you're here. Hi guys, it's the librarian, Miss Cunningham, here with the media assistant, Jennifer, and today's podcast from Conversations from the Library is basically just us talking to each other while we're drinking tea and coffee because we've got a lot to talk about. We also talk a lot every single day with each other. <laughs> That's what we're good at. Yeah, so we're going to share some of that with you. So hang tight and buckle up and don't take your headphones off. <laughs> I uh, wanted to start off talking about what we're reading lately. I think a constant recurring conversation we have is how we can't really finish a book. <laughs> and I'm reading like five different books right now. Miss Cunningham has been reading a very intellectual book as she <laughs> does for like um, a month, a few weeks. Oh my God. No, I've been reading this one for like a month and a half now and I'm not even halfway done. Yeah. So if you ever feel bad about not reading, we work at a library and we struggle too so yes we do but as long as you're taking in little bits and pieces that's what matters yeah i started reading mayhem which is one of the new ya fiction books that we got in the mail this month it's pretty good it's set in the 80s and it follows this girl who her and her mother had fled when she was a baby where they where they grew up and now they're returning back to their family home and it turns out that like there's something hidden and I think that there's like some magical powers that she's coming into she's inheriting and the mom had tried to escape it all because it created more trauma in her life than she needed and now they've had to go back I only read the first two chapters and then I put it down because I got bored but I'm gonna pick it back up again yeah I took a Stephen King book I don't even think I finished a whole chapter but I got 30 pages in um I think it's called Elevation Elevation or Levitation I'm sorry Stephen it sounds like Levitation that's more of a (laughs) I don't think he's about elevating minds he's about getting spirits off the ground yeah (laughs) but basically the main character starts losing a bunch of weight it was confusing he he's worried because he's either losing a bunch of weight and you can tell or like you can see him getting thinner but the weight on the scale stays exactly the same and so everything i got through was him having a conversation with his doctor being like i have no idea what's happening like i even weighed myself down with quarters in my pocket and i'm the exact same weight on my scale so like what's happening to me definitely levitation um, the cover is like a, a galaxy so it might get supernatural or like Ooh, or weird eventually if i finish it if i like I that it. you can yeah. well the other one i'm reading is called uh sad by design by geert lovink i had to look up how to say his name and i'm still not sure if i said it right she but spent like 10 minutes i did I, I was watching youtube videos how to pronounce and some guy said geert and some guy said geert and some uh, like one of those computer-generated ones said, Geert, and I know that's not right, but he's a Dutch uh, professor and digital media theorist and critic, and he writes about social media and technology in from a societal and relationship and mental health and your just daily life point of view. It's been it's been eye-opening and I've learned a lot, but it's really dense, like intellectual for sure. It's super dense, so I can only read a little bit at a time. Okay, so you tell me, Jennifer, what has been, today is February 1st, so what has been your favorite moment 
from January. I think I really liked the student-led podcast episode. It was something that I was interested mm. from, like, the moment I started entertaining the thought of having this job. I really wanted to to hear students, like, engage with texts and know that they're capable of having conversations, especially during these pandemic times, like, actually sitting down to have a thoughtful conversation with someone is important. And so I just felt super satisfied to be able to sit down and, like, create a script with them and then to listen to them have this really great conversation about a topic that some people look down upon, like fan fiction. It was, I think, empowering for, for some of the students to be like, no, this is good. Like, this is what I get from it. This is why it's valuable to me and why it's valuable to a whole bunch of women specifically. And so I was really happy with the outcome. That's and, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, if we're going to talk about work moments, I really got excited in January when, I guess, when we got all of the new books in for the first time, because they come in in all those boxes and there's like 25 boxes and it feels kind of like you're getting a bunch of Christmas presents. That's cliche, but, and you open open them up and the new books are always so like clean and shiny and their bindings feel good and I know it's a nerdy thing to be excited about but I get excited about it and they're really colorful but personally I got a bunch of film developed and I got to see that and then that was like my favorite moment which is it's fun but see it's the same thing I just realized because it's still it's like getting something back that you've been waiting for and it's it's opening up a surprise box that you've forgotten about and you get to see what's in there so that's been good an interesting thing that I looked up today I I looked up the comparison of book checkouts so if you're interested in library news last year from the beginning of school all the way up until the last day of January from last year There were 2,322 books checked out, and everybody knows how weird this year has been as far as people on campus, and we barely have any students on campus because of the choice to be at home, which is how we started the podcast, but just to show you how different it's been, in the same time period, there have only been 325 books checked out, and so, yeah, the Sora numbers are up, so like the e-books and audiobooks, they... Just in this last nine weeks, there have been more Sora book checkouts than of the entire year of print books. There's like 343. Um, whereas like two years ago at this time, there's only 20 books checked out in the ebook and audiobook platform. So at least more people at home are realizing that they can still get books, which is good. Even though the numbers are low, I feel like I'm still pretty happy with the number of students we see come through here. Yeah. And, just, and a lot of them are first years, freshmen. And they tell me when it's their first book checkout or their first time in the library. So yeah, the numbers are down, but there's there's still new readers, new people engaging yeah. in the library. Yeah, I was just talking with my, my coach this morning and she asked, like, if you had to go home today, um, into the school year today, like today's the last day of school, would you go home feeling like it was a successful year or not? And I said, definitely successful. And she's like, what? why shout out to Rochelle for being awesome um but I just said that because even though there's all these restrictions and no one's here or the kids can't the students can't move around as much it feels like it's been successful so like within our little boundary of what we do and can do we've created the podcast now we do the videos and we've been able to actually engage and have more conversations on a different level it feels a bit deeper with um like the interactive Q&As that you do on Instagram. It's giving the people at home the ability to respond back to us. We have teachers coming in and out and being a part of the podcast. We've gone around campus talking with people. Um, I'm doing the bibliotherapy project with that Positivity 101 group. And it just feels like, yeah, I guess your typical measurements are not reliable right now or they're really low, but like, I guess the value 
still feels there. The frequency of conversations and the frequency of engaging with teachers and students and having these real quality conversations, it's still there. And maybe that's what we should be measuring by. Yeah. I'm excited to see what a normal library looks like, normal Townview library. It's fun. Yeah, especially thinking about the podcast. Like, I imagine there are a lot of students that just congregate and you get to hear their little conversations. Like, I get some of that here Mm -hmm. in the back, but I'm ready to, like, (laughs) see that on a large scale and figure out, like, how students talk to each other and how we can, like, develop the podcast from that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, well, then that kind of segues into, we were going to talk about, like, what's your hope for February, which Mm. I think we just sort of discussed what our hope for the next year was yeah um but do you have a hope for february either personally or at work something that you want to work on or something that you're hoping for well we were talking earlier about or last week and today about full moons and astrology and mercury and retrograde and all of that which mercury and retrograde is supposed to be like i i looked it up right now and it said it's the span of misfortune down on the <laughs> Um, which is like really morbid and scary but between some point in January and February 22nd things were supposed to be really tough in terms of communication Um, Mercury is a planet that rules communication so that's what it it messes with so like group projects um, just like relationship with your friends thinking about relationships at work and also technology like all of that is supposed to be mayhem basically and so for February, I kind of want to remind myself that not everything is going to be in my control. And if something is going terrible, I just need to like slow down and be like, it's mm. it's the world doing its thing. And I just need to remember like my strengths and kind of channel. Yeah, all of that. yeah. I, I was just thinking about just everything, just like how much how much everyone is needing to remember little wellness tips for themselves or keep these mindfulness practices like from a from an adult perspective talking with students or hearing from counselors on campus just everyone's anxiety and stress level is super intense right now and I know even for myself you know grant I'm a full-grown adult but I still have anxiety sometimes I get really stressed out I get overwhelmed by things and um, one of the things I started doing in October was writing down my my thankfulness things or my gratitudes which I thought it was sounded a little cliche and silly um, but someone had told me about um, you, you write them down every morning, you look back at your day before and you reflect and you write down whatever you're grateful for. And even if it was something tiny like, oh, the sun came out yesterday, which sometimes that's all I've been able to say. It was like, I'm really grateful for the sun yesterday. Yesterday was crazy. Everything went wrong. But the sun was nice yesterday. And it, it's helped me to shift my perspective to instead of always looking at the negative or the things that go wrong it's saying yeah things are always going wrong but i need to look at and point to the things that are actually going right because mm-hmm. i think that we tend to as humans we tend to fixate on the negative so there's this neuroscientist out of stanford that i really like a lot called andrew huberman i think i could be butchering the name i can't remember i'd have to look it up but he talks a lot about neural pathways and and gratitude practice meditation mindfulness and he talks a lot about how like the older that you get it's literally difficult to retrain your brain to think differently because you get stuck in these patterns of thought and your thought creates your behaviors and that also creates the actions that you take and they've been studying that if you every single day write down what you're grateful for then when somebody says something like be you know be grateful for what you have 
you've already been practicing that, so it's just like a sports muscle, or it's just like a, a, a music playing muscle, or something like you create muscle memory inside of your brain, you create new neural pathways, and even though it gets harder as you get older, it's still possible. Mm -hmm. And he had been doing these gratitudes and then writing down manifestation gratitudes, like I'm grateful for what is not yet here or what is to come, like saying I want this in the future. It gives you this new mind space to be receptive to those positive things. You know, there are some things that we have to work on as people and as a society in general, but it's hard to have the energy to do that when you're, you know, just really weighed down all the time. At yeah. the end of the day, it is a lot of work and it's a process. You kind of have to have a lot of intention and in, in the activities you do every day. And we want to give people resources to also incorporate that into their own lives. So we started a morning rituals program. And so um, every day of the week, we have different activities that help set intentions and goals that align with your values. Mm -hmm. And so Monday is Mental Box. I love the Bento activity. Box. Yeah. yeah, it was such a cool activity. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about it. Well, yeah. So the Bento <laughs> Box, if you know about the Bento Box, it's, you know, how people it's a Japanese philosophy of um, having just what you need in, in partitions and then leaving room for tomorrow. So it's so this guy, Yancy Strickland, he took that idea and he's like, all right, so the, the premise is to think about tomorrow. And sometimes we spiral down into today, today, today. You only think about yourself. You only think about what you need right now, right here. It's hard, it's hard to act on your values because you don't know your values. And so then it's hard to make plans for your future because you don't know your values now. You don't know what's important to you. So in t so setting intentions, he encourages people to do this every day, every week, um, or just at least do it once. And so we did it, Jennifer and I did it together a couple weeks ago, and we wanted to share it with other people. So like we make ourselves available to help people make bento boxes on Monday mornings. And it's this little four square where you think of, here's me now, What what is important to me now? What do I need in order to be happy, whole, and healthy? Um, what about us right now? And us being your community, your family, whoever you're like in bubble with, that is the most important to you. And then you talk about me in the future. You imagine yourself 10 years from now, 20 years from now. What is it that you need in order to create a happy whole life? What is it that you want to create a happy and whole life? And then us in the future. And he says that that's when you start thinking about your community at large, your family at large, maybe your future generation. And then you, you, you go and you look at all four of those boxes and you see where the commonalities are. So if you see that some kind of integrity is popping up on each box or time, quality time is popping up on each box or nature is popping up on each box or quiet time, then you like those are your values. Um, and you, you, you make the decision that all of your actions that we should align with those values. Because then if you're living within your values, you feel more at peace and there's less stress and you end up making plans to get where you wanna go. Um, okay, so one of the other things that we're doing is our empathetic tech tips, which also is a nod towards well-being and mindfulness, um, but in the digital realm. I'm a big believer in healthy habits around social media. We do run Instagram and we do run a Twitter. We do have a website. We do all these things and we wanna make sure that we're not adding to the noise because there's research that does link social media usage and um, increased time in the internet environment or screen environment with stress, with anxiety, with low self-confidence, just with all of these things. And I know that right now, especially, a lot of us are struggling with those areas because we've had a crisis here, because we are removed from each other, because our networks have... Um, <laughs> the air conditioner just came on. It's, so, it's really loud. 
um, it's just been rough. And so we, Jennifer and I, started talking about, well, how can we, how can we um, add value in this area without making it worse? And if social media does create um, more negativity in those areas, then we want to make sure that we're using it in an, in, in, you know, in an integral, integral, integrity way. Um, so we're putting tech tips up just to remind you that you can take control of your device, of your use with social media. Everyone's on the screens all the time now for school, and we're just trying to remind you um, in a thoughtful way that there are things you can do to get your attention back, to cut down on your you know, sleeping problems, to um, remember to have a conversation with a friend, remember to tell somebody something positive, remember to turn off your notifications. Um, I actually turned all of my social media off in December. I took a 30-day detox, and I guarantee you the first few days and then the first week were the most difficult because I was trying to check everything all the time mm -hmm. and then I felt kind of lonely and then I realized oh wow I have some friends and I can call them or I can talk to my family that's right next to me or I can just go outside and be with myself and by the end of December I didn't miss it at all and I felt so much more at peace it was incredible if you check out our Instagram page every Friday I'm posting tech tips right now they're from the Center for Humane Tech they posted about 10 recommendations and so that's what we've been going off of. They make a point to say that tech in our lives is an infrastructure problem that won't be solved very easily. Like yeah. it has to be reimagined and yeah. that's not gonna happen right away. So yeah. the those tips still involve tech. Um, they're apps that help you like manage your time or computer browser plugins that help you dim your screen. There's one extension for Facebook that removes any negative news and replaces it with inspirational quotes. It's still tech, but it, it, they're tools to help you yeah. have less of a negative experience or be less addicted to social media. And yeah. so if you check out our Instagram page, that's, that's what you'll find on there. We talked a lot about that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think we could go on and on. We about talk about this all the time. <laughs> Let me do like a quick, um, we'll talk about some other stuff later, but we just got like 500 to 800 new books in the library, and we're going to try to tell you about some of them, but we're kind of running out of time. Um, we have a really great rep, Yolanda Murray, who works for Children's Plus, and she's been integral in helping me build lists this year. Um, we've got all the new things, so the new Tiffany Jackson book and... The new, I could sit there and name everything, but I can't remember all of them. Um, you all told me that you really like the thriller and the creepy and the horror. And so we tried to get some more of that. Um, so uh, tons of new manga, tons of graphic novels, biographies, some really interesting um, nonfiction too. So not like your old boring stuff. Some of it's pretty cool. Um, tons of fiction, like every topic you can possibly imagine, we have some of it. Um, so we're trying to show you some of our books on, on Instagram. We do Real Talks, which is our little Reels series. Um, every couple of days we talk about, in like 15 seconds or less, uh, one of the books that we think is interesting. It's hard to get all of them in there. But if you want to see some of them, that's there. We're doing book stack videos on YouTube. What else? We've got, a, we've got books everywhere. I know, I know some of you are not here, but they will be here when you do come back it'll be really exciting yeah there's also um curbside pickup i know that's right amatista did that we mm -hmm. talked about she talked about really wanting to read yep. some books and so she went and browsed and picked up a few yep. so if her mom can, came and got them on thursday yeah, yep. if you can get a ride which i know is hard and i'm sorry <laughs> um but if you if you can make it here you yep. know just one short trip to pick yep. up a few books we also like don't have any official deadlines or like yep. due dates for yep. the books so no due dates no fines yeah, you can pick yep. up a a stack and you know keep it for until you're done and then turn them in and grab a new stack we just we want you guys to read the books so yeah. that's a resource if you need it 
Okay, so I'm going to kind of close it out. Um, this year, well, this semester for sure, we're doing what we call the More You Know Prize. So every month we're going to have a new giveaway. There'll be a challenge question. If you come into the library, you can answer the challenge question and get your name put into the pot. And we are now going to open it up to everyone at home too, so you can interact with us on Instagram. Um, if you're there and if not, then we, you know, we always have emails and stuff, but, um, our last month's prize, our challenge was to tell us something that you've learned this year in school, which we learned, it was very enlightening. And then, um, it, it was a fun, uh, pack of pins from, uh, T talking out of turn like this new little stationery shop that's not far down from the road and this month it's going to be little known facts about dallas not including jfk or bonnie and clyde so if you can look up and tell us some little known facts about dallas history this could be music it could be whenever it could be weird stuff it could be underground stuff it could be different neighborhood stuff i mean it could be just about anything there's a ton a ton a ton of history it could be like 300 years ago prehistory history um i'd love to i'd love to know what you find and the winning the winner will be um drawn at the end of February and the prize is a 2021 Sudoku calendar and a t-shirt made by a local t-shirt designer named Giovanni. Uh, he makes Dallas made t-shirts and they're really fun. So they all have something to do with Dallas and so it's that's just a fun local prize. So anyways, you should enter, come by the library or enter on Instagram. Um, we hope that you've enjoyed it. We love talking. If you want to come by the library and just talk with us, we're always chatting um, about books and digital things.